There we go. Hello. Okay, there we go. What was what was that about? Yeah, well, one of the cats looks like they snatched the USB cord outside of the mic. There's fur all over it. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, cat-induced delays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Sketch Watch Play. I am John Flurry. I'm Christopher Wade. And we have some updates about social media before we get to anything else. Uh, first off, I think this is the most important one. If you've listened to previous episodes and have thought about following Chris on the uh, on the Twitter handle he has mentioned, uh, you need to change your plans. Uh, Chris, can you elaborate? Yeah, um, I decided to do a little less shitposting and a little less trolling, <laughs> so I just decided to start with a clean slate and just do a brand new Twitter. I didn't really have that many followers this, um, um, in that regard, but if you if you followed me before and I missed you from adding you on to my new account, don't worry. You can find me at C Wade W A D E, the sequel. So that's um, so yeah, so that's C W A D E the sequel on Twitter. Missed opportunity. You should have been Seaweed the Squeakwall. Noted that, and I was very angry at them, and I almost blocked them. So that's <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> if I had, if I had said it, you would have blocked me. Like the podcast is over, John. <laughs> I was very tempted to block that person who said that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we've also had some. I wanted to bring up a few things about our social media. We're, I mean, we're going to be. I'm going to be saying this from now at the beginning of each episode uh, because. I definitely want to encourage any fans of ours or li- fans, listeners, I think is a, le- is a more modest term. Um, any listeners of ours, if you want to offer feedback and maybe even, you know, say things about that could you know influence the podcast direction. Uh, you can find us on uh, at at sketch watch play on Twitter and also Facebook dot com slash sketch watch play for our Facebook uh, page. That's and Facebook is one of the most followers so far. Um, so we'll, we'll often post if we don't. If we don't if, one, if we don't announce uh, upcoming episodes on the show itself, we'll mention it on Twitter first. So if you want ideas of what's coming next, that's a good way to keep updated. It'll also uh, be where we, if we have to post because obviously we're no stranger to having to reschedule and delay recordings. Uh, I mean, this episode was we were minutes recorded a week ago, but then each of us had to change some stuff. So that if you follow the Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on both what we're what we have planned next, if there are any changes in plans, uh, but also you can. Uh, send messages through or tweets there and i've also started uh i opened a gmail account for the show so if you want to just get on your your client and just email us direct feedback on recent episodes things we've said things we've done like talk about what you like the most talk about what you've disliked the most or even we're open to suggestions for topics if it's something that both of us are interested in talking then if you suggest it there's a good chance it'll happen so email us at sketchwatchplay at gmail.com yep yep so, how have you been these past few weeks? Busy, apparently. I've been, I've been fairly busy, uh, mm-hmm. just trying to lock down some filming, for, um, some filming, some funding for my film, some filming um, for your fund. Yeah, right. Uh, just learn how to talk for the most part. Um, but uh, I can't say that I've been like you know excruciatingly busy to the point of exhaustion. You know, I've been taking a few breaks here and there, and getting caught up in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which is oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's very fun. In fact, I think it's a little bit more fun than Final Fantasy fifteen, uh, mm. to be perfectly honest. Uh big words. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean 
Okay, well, I know that uh, we we always wanted you to be on the Final Fantasy episode or send a message in. You because you were pretty positive about fifteen in the early episodes. That opinion changed drastically by the time you finished it. It did. I don't. I, I can't say that it's not a good game because it is, and I had a lot of fun with it in the beginning. But as it, uh, as it started, as the story started to wind down a little bit, and you started to see a few of the revelations kind of become a little bit more prevalent. Uh, it definitely takes a sharp nosedive. It's mm. not. It, it's uh, uh, the the rate of fun decreases dramatically, and <laughs> it's a little. It's kind of laughable. No, but um, I have to say that they since then they've released a lot of DLC, which you can download, and it makes a lot of the weird story uh, issues go away. Yeah, they patched <laughs> in a lot of additional like cutscenes and stuff. I haven't tried that out yet, so I should. But I mean, my initial impressions of it have waned very hard <laughs> from by that point. That so I'm kind of, but I, little, I can't speak for my, for myself because uh, I still only got halfway through, and then I often get distracted by newer games. But I mean to go back and finish it someday, especially because it's about to come on PC, and I think it'll run it pretty well. Yeah, I still think it's a fun game, and I still think it does things that are really cool. But I'm, but the uh, the initial shock is over, and I'm 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 kind of done. It with couldn't it. keep I'll, its momentum all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come back to it uh, eventually. But now that I have Xenoblade Chronicles as both a game I can put on my TV and I can run around with it. I'm having a lot Dino of Blade. more fun. Yeah, or did, what did I say? Did I you say, said Dino Gears because it's apparently that's Gears. like uh, Mark brought it up. That's like the directors of that, the creator of that series. That's his like his tradition is that he starts everything, every series with Zeno because it was Gears, then Saga, and now uh, Blade. Um, yeah, so I think I'm Cosmos a, is even in this game. Yeah, she is. I'm having a lot of fun with Waifu Blade, so it's really, <laughs> it's really good. That's what it is. I'm not. I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's it's fun, but you're running around cr- collecting different waifus. It's really cute in that regard. If and you husbandos. like husbandos, kind of, yeah, is that the word husbandos, well, husbandos. Not as many husbandos. I'm not. Oh, I, I've only unlocked two like legendary blades. One is definitely a, a guy, and the other is like she's a cat girl with snakes on her shoulders. Where yet? She looks cool as shit. I, I really like her design. I wanted to record a video. I want. I wish the Switch supported uh, video recording for that game because I wanted to put up a clip of her summon and be like, oh, Nintendo's gone full anime. <laughs> it really has. And they do like different character designers for each blade too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's really super interesting. Not a lot of them are great, but uh, I do I do dig I do dig a lot of the designs, and I know that there was like a huge fervor in the beginning where people were like, "These characters are too sexy, or they're, they're, they're not wearing enough clothes." And oh, my biggest issue yeah, is that that's... there are so many scenes <laughs> that are supposed to be calm, and I'm just like, "Geez, Pyra's tits are big." Very distracting, and I'm not 14, so that's not. <laughs> it's not exactly like it's not something that uh, I don't think I'm, it suits her design very well. I'm not impressed by it any uh, by that kind of thing, and trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not some prude who's like you can't have titties on your video game character. Yes, you can, but you got to try to make it a little bit more balanced so that you can take it seriously. There are a lot of serious scenes in this game yeah. and I'm like, man, there's a good sense of humor in some others though, uh, especially <laughs> yeah. compared to the first two games. Uh but that's actually and you've actually brought up you would love to do a video review of it at some point. Um and I don't know when I'm going to finish it. But one of the things I do like is it generally has some ge- genuinely good writing and like the uh character interactions. Uh, there's there are some gems. I won't lie. There were 
a little bit more awkward spots that I found that uh, where the translation didn't carry over very well. Well, the lip sync but, overall sucks. Like, I don't think they changed the Japanese lips. Uh, some of the comedy doesn't really carry, carry over very well either. Some but, of it does. Like, my brother, Patrick, he's normally not into this kind of thing, but he got the game. And he was telling me how much he cracked up at the first scene where Poppy's introduced. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that did not click for you. Um, <laughs> Poppy is not a good click for me, but I will say that there are there are definite good comedic scenes in there. So I, I'm not going to. Well, we'll where, talk about it more um, later. Where, in general, I like the game a lot. So Same. yeah. So we do have two main topics we want to get to, but there was one other thing I, I just wanted to say for the uh, intro. Uh, I think you might have seen this. So I did start last week a Patreon uh, under my profile name. And like, yeah, I'll go towards the artwork and drawings and videos and animations that I've been I've been doing and talking about on this. But it would also go towards the show because we have to pay for monthly hosting on Libsyn and you know stuff like equipment and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But so as as a the main perk that I'm going to offer, I believe it is for anybody who pays over five dollars. We're I'm going to be offering uh, early access to Sketchwatch Play episodes, Eat. and you could kind of compare it to the gaming model because it's going to be the idea is. The, these episodes don't come out the day we rec- finish recording them because there's always tons of editing to do. Add the opening and closing music, uh, level the volume, uh, edit out pauses like all the ums and uhs and technical troubles, which I'll still, I'll still edit out long technical troubles like the one we just had, uh, and also show clips and stuff like that. But be- but mm-hmm. if you if you help support the show and the, our projects, um, you'll get quicker access to to the, to the episodes of this show. Um, that will that will be this way going forward. So I'll uh, once we're recording this, for example, I'll level the audio, edit out the audio trouble, the recording trouble, and put it up on Patreon. And oh, all right, I, or maybe maybe I'll start with the next episode. Nobody signed up so far. That would be uh, rather wasted time. But yeah, that's a fun thing to get out. So let's move on to we have two big topics to talk. Uh, first one, uh, and continuing with it's kind, of become, it's kind of become an accidental tradition that we been devoting time to each new Marvel movie since uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, or MCU movies at least. So by now, most of us, I mean, well, by now, the two of us, and I feel like most moviegoers, judging by the box office, have seen Black Panther. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. And so, <laughs> just just a long silence. Like, I was yes. I'm so did. used to on episodes. I something you go like Black Panther or yep oh, yep yeah. Black motherfucking Panther. Just I did, some, I Sorry, I, I missed my cue. I, I, let me help you out. <clears throat> Black Panther. That's yep. better. That's there better. I'm go. not even gonna edit Those that out in the final. Motherfucking Panther. For humor's sake. <laughs> I, I think and I think I got. I just instinctively go to you going. Uh, Steve motherfucking Urkel. We were talking about Julia White and Sonic. <laughs> so this is I'm a little I have I'm a little ashamed in that this is the first Marvel movie in a while that I didn't see opening weekend, uh, and, and it was really just down to me having an uncommonly busy weekend that that week. Uh, I really wanted to see it, um, but Patrick saw it because uh, he's a huge Marvel fan too. And was I I was never really in much doubt that this movie was going to suck because. Marvel's uh, batting average is so high, and I think it's become obvious like they were aware of kind of the cultural uh, significance of this movie, and that they were drum- it was jumping up enough hype for them to really put some effort into it. So, Chris, I'll start with you. How did you uh, feel about it? 
enjoyed Black Panther a lot, and yep. uh, that. It's a, I, that should come as no surprise to anyone who knows me or listens to the podcast because I tend to like things that are general, genuinely well accepted within the film community. Um, it came as a surprise for me because I'm, I gotta be honest, the Black Panther, the character, never really intrigued me up until Civil War. I knew nothing so, about him before. I think most of the these newer characters, like Doctor Strange, Guardians, they've been picking more obscure characters for movies, and because of that, I knew nothing about them before their movies. And Black Panther is no exception. Yeah, so it was very when, when I when I hear about characters like Black Panther or Static Shock or um, John Stewart as the Green Lantern from the Justice League animated series back in the late nineties. Yes, not from the Daily of, Show. I kind of come away with like these are. These are characters that are kind of me too's. They're 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 like, um, and and I hate to put it this way, but for me, they kind of they've always felt like characters that are um, at introduction at first glance, sake of having the token minority token, not, yeah, yeah, not for the sake of you know doing something very impressive, but the more I actually watch these characters and you know um, and get to know them, man. Super wrong. <laughs> super, I will. I will wrong. give give this movie. Um, I feel like Takala is in this movie. He's one of the least, one of the less developed of that. His the main cast of the movie. Uh, but I think that's due in part to having a huge cast. And he actually went through a lot of. He had a little arc in Civil War. Actually, the fact that he starts out so bloodthirsty and then sees the the risks of being consumed by that path. Like his last scene with Zemo is great. A serious uh, uh, he, he had a serious arc in civil war he yeah. hasn't he does have an arc in his own movie but it is not it is not uh, put at the forefront no um, it's well, more subtle compared to and i guess because it's entwined with other characters including the villain it's 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 more of a landscape than it is a a full-on character spotlight like it has been for say tony stark or steve yeah, rogers this may be called black um, panther but it almost feels like an ensemble piece like there there's like 20 minutes where he's not in the movie because they think he's dead uh, which didn't really feel very long uh, that that 20 minutes didn't exactly feel very long to me no the pacing one, was good yeah well i mean i i love like side characters that showed up and then showed up later um, showed up left and then showed up later like i love mbaku yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did not I did, know who he was, so I didn't know what his... I thought he was... You know, that first scene, he comes off as such a brute, you think he's going to be working in league with uh, with Killmonger or something. But he turns out to have something of a noble side and even some justification for the shitty stuff that he's... That, or, or for his brute nature, because his, his tribe's gone through well, some shit. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that was intentional. Uh, his character is actually, apparently, man-ape from the I was going to bring that up. Yeah. So, like, that... Uh, and... That man-ape thing, total, totally not a good representation of black people. Oh, I read about think, it. Yes, they – apparently his – if you pay attention to some dialogue, his tribe does worship, like, gorillas for their strength. But Marvel is basically like, uh, it's probably not the best idea to have a, ma- a black man dressed as an ape and call himself ape. So Yeah, I think I, I think the director, Ryan Coogler, was it? Yes, I, same I, guy. I think, go ahead. Yeah, the same guy who did Creed. Um, and Fruitvale Station. The man loves him some Michael B. Jordan see that but uh, i gotta uh before i get derailed yeah, yeah ex- excellent excellent take on that character excellent take on everybody's character mm-hmm. did you have like, a favorite i gotta ask oh man um 
who did and I, I'm, I'm so bad for forgetting her name. Um, general. Oh, the uh, the bald head of like Captain the Guard type yeah, lady. Yeah, yes, the actress who played Michonne in, in Walking Dead as well. Yeah, the character's name is Okoye, I believe, and. Uh, I wasn't aware. I wasn't familiar with a lot some of the supporting cast because uh, I, well, I haven't watched Walking Dead. I knew Lupita Nyong'o, um, but yeah, o- Okoye was a fun character, like legit badass overall. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved her to death, and the, her fight scenes and just her her general arc, where she has to basically choose between serving her country and being loyal to being uh, being loyal to the king, mm-hmm. and then. Later, realizing that those two are the same, and those two can be the same, mm-hmm. it, it was just fantastic. And even though it didn't like linger on her for uh, that point, didn't really linger on her for way too long. You still kind of felt it. You got the right amount. I feel like there's a there's a very good balance in what most of these characters, a lot of these side characters, experience. Um, and granted, like I said, man, the more we, actually, I mean, the more we talk about, it, the more the less of an issue it is to me that Takala's like arc and personality aren't. Us the standout here uh, because he's so good. Jack Boseman is still so good performance, still likable, and um, I like the fact that I did draw two parallels to this and Thor Ragnarok actually. Uh, mild spoilers for both uh, because it's you know it's it's both about them these guys become, being forced into becoming king and uncovering some nasty shit their dads did who thought to be all benevolent. Uh, and also that they're the ones to kind of end up uh, instigating a shift in where their con- their kingdom goes from now on. And a lot of uh, it's it's kind of hard to kind of uh, it's kind of hard to talk about Black Panther without talking about the politics of what goes into one being black and two being uh, uh, being either uh, on the side of history that says. Uh, you've made it, and being on the side of history that says not really, <laughs> and, and, and or as the people of Wakanda, they they pretty much have left themselves, uh, pretty much isolated themselves. Yeah, and yeah. for for other African Americans uh, who have not like enjoyed the pro- supposed prosperity of that, right. they feel left out, and. On on one hand, you're like, hey, that's that's a cool little uh, that's a cool little metaphor. It's not a metaphor at all. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's apparently a real thing between uh, legit Africans and African Americans. There's real strife between uh, between those two cultures, and it's kind of odd. <laughs> did you do you, you were, were you did you like how it was handled on this, or was was it all overall odd to you? Uh, I I loved that. I loved how it was handled. Like. Mm-hmm. As much as I think Killmonger was a genuine piece of shit, he won the argument of the movie. It, they, like, they make, I don't. Takala made that decision at the end because of Killmonger's, you know, motivation. And it, like, if if it wasn't for Eric Killmonger, like jumping into the story, yeah, Paula would basically have just gone doing the exact same yeah. thing his father has done. Only problem and, was Killmonger had was wanted to do it for a much more violent reason because uh, I, I want somebody to tell him like. The idea was, you know, get some spies, take these weapons out, and just start, you know, fighting authority and take everything back. And I feel like it would have been a little too preachy for someone to point out, like, the long-term effect of that would be people fearing you instead of respecting you. I, I think 
I mean, there there are some points that came off as a, a um, that people can come off and keep people say can people can view it as a little cheesy of some mm -hmm. um, some of the messages that they um, that they point out, but the fact that these things actually happen and the fact that this movie plays it very well, I I, I don't think it's that cheesy. I think it's no. very well astute. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, not very well astute. I think it's portrayed in a way where people can understand it and people can be able to uh, and people can still enjoy the movie as a superhero movie and kind of a commentary as yes, well. Yes, Kugler found and the and the other writers of the film found I feel like they did strike a good balance because I stayed away from spoilers so I was not sure if this was going to make any real world parallels at all or if it was supposed to stay in the realm of fantasy and mm -hmm. uh it's both. Yeah. But uh, it, it, as the conflict goes on it becomes more motivated by a real uh real conflict but it's handled in a smart way and not something super preachy and uh yeah so so kudos to like i said there's 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 it strikes a good balance overall yeah and uh, I, I i love and i got her i got her wikipedia on here i i love and i'm gonna butcher this and i'm very sorry she's uh uh Den Denai Gu Guira. oh god i'm terrible at names oh okay but the, the, yeah okay um okay uh, okay Okay, let's call her okay. No, no, no. Damn it. <laughs> She's the one I uh, the can't remember the pronunciation because there's also Shuri and Nakia, but those are easy to remember. And they're awesome. They're all awesome. I love Shuri. Shuri being, was my favorite. Um, I, I don't know if you saw my tweet that, I, I mean, I, I hadn't heard of uh, her actress before, Letitia Wright, I believe. I think she's British, but that's just such a fun character. The fact that there's both kind of it's not even sibling rivalry; it's just the fact that they kind of, she kind of messes with Chihal the same way any little sister would. Um, but also the fact that she gives the can people point out the sequence in Korea or I think it's in Seoul. It's almost straight out of a Bond or Mission Impossible movie because it's undercover, dressing all fancy, going to a casino, that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's only fitting that Shuri is basically the Q of Black Panther, his gadget, Appar gadget girl. Now, now, apparently, based on one of the interviews that I saw of her, like she was not approached to actually rip from Bond. Like they they had done that scene just based on they had done that scene based on their brother and sister relationship, but mm -hmm. not so much as they were building from a James Bond film. I think that was totally like a writing inspiration, but not an acting inspiration. And I thought that was really cool. Oh, I was talking, yeah, I wasn't talking about her acting. Cause she's, she's a lot more fun than, uh, than someone like you would be. Uh, I feel like she's probably the closest we have to a character who's more com comic relief than the others. Uh, though, I, though no, for nobody that is that hundred percent. Um, and I think it also helps that I, I'll be honest, she's the one I found really cute. She's uh, like they're they're all super cool and 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 it's, it's I, I hate to say it super cute. <laughs> so that was my tweet. I said, "What does it say about me that I think like the women in MC movies I'm not I'm like the most attracted to aren't like Black Widow or Nikki is pretty cute, but like I, I said, my favorite three were Scarlet Witch, Shuri, and Mantis. And I'm like, I think it speaks because I already know in real life I like cute girls over supermodel types because they got more heart to them but i gotta uh, i mean even even with the cuteness of the female actors i, I mean, i'm seeing twitter b blow up on eric killmonger because holy he's a shit his, when he goes shirtless for that <laughs> duel i'm like if you ever if we ever need a new bane cast him this guy's he's just growing movie by movie he really is and uh watching watching social media just go fucking bananas over michael b jordan and his fucking braille bodysuit is just the best i'm did, sorry did serena <laughs> see it with you 
she actually said that Mbaku reminded me of her. Uh, re- um, reminded really? her of me because um, of how petty he was. Throughout okay. the entire I was going to say, you're not a brutish guy. I'm, Betty, not a I big, I'm not a big, thick guy, and I'm by no means vegetarian. But the fact that he basically messes with the main cast throughout the entire movie yeah, and, doesn't, yeah. and just um, doesn't give a shit yeah. of me. And some of the other like uh, more minor characters, uh, I was really reminded that I still need to get out because apparently the lead in that was the that other guy who uh, Okoye's uh, boyfriend who sided with Killmonger. Absolutely, yeah. He he um, he he's definitely an American citizen in Get Out, and they're two different movies. <laughs> one is really entertaining, and one is really uncomfortable, but also oh, entertaining. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm not comparing the movies. I'm just saying that's what he's best known for right now. No, I'm just I'm letting you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna watch I'm it eventually. Prepared. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, I'm just preparing you because yep, it's get, yep. it gets a little uncomfortable. But yeah, I think that's the point. Uh, but another and some other side ones. It is funny that there are the two the returning minor characters from other movies are like the only white guys for like 99% of the movie. That being uh, Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis. And also, I gotta say, when they have that scene where Claus uh, being interrogated with them, I went, "Oh, it's a Hobbit reunion," because it's uh, Bilbo and Gollum. It definitely is. So we after the film and after the, I'm not going to spoil. Oh well, we've done a we lot. We spoil it. No, no, no. We okay, spoil it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so at the end of the film, we obviously see uh, Bucky come out, and everyone is like, "Oh, it's Bucky. He's going to be there for the Civil War, and he's and he's or not. War. Yeah, or for Infinity War, and he's not. You know, he doesn't look so crazy. He's got. He's he went on a nice little spa trip in Africa. That's so mm-hmm. cool. And I'm like, this was a missed opportunity. Yeah, Bucky is cool, but wouldn't it have been really, really bitching if um, what's his name from the CIA was just looking in his email, and he sees Andy, uh, uh, he sees Claw's SoundCloud uh, SoundCloud link to his mixtape. Oh, that's <laughs> that right. That would have been awesome. Yeah, Bucky was the <laughs> after credits thing. I was like just expecting from day one because of the end of uh, Civil War. But I do like that. Like Ross feels a little more used right in this compared to Civil War, where it was like a recognizable face for such a small role. But then you realize it was kind of just setting him up for future appearances. And, uh, and same with Claw, actually, because he was okay in his like three minutes in Age of Ultron. Here, he was funny. Um, just such a he was such he had like a big kid. Yeah, he was he was a straight up goddamn lovable piece of shit that son of a bitch i love him um he was like the closest thing we've had to a troll in a side villain my friends noted that and uh, this uh, i'm gonna just for a second Mm -hmm. they noted that during like one of the beginning sequences you see the sheriff and the police officer like walking towards the massacre where they find uh beatrix kiddo laying on the floor and the sheriff goes, you know, a sure steady hand did this. It ain't some rank amateur. And they see all the bodies like, you know, just piled around. And my friend didn't know what that meant. Like they were like, it's a it's a murder scene. Like, how do you how do, like there's bodies on the floor? How can you not tell that? How can you tell that this is professional? And, and um, yeah, I know what you're getting at. Amateur. Yeah. And. You're like, you have to take the sheriff's word because you you know who 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 besides a police officer has, uh, and a medical expert has seen a crime scene of, mm-hmm. of that nature. But in Black in Panther, scene. in the first villain scene, uh, after Eric Killmonger does his shtick and Claw comes in and he's obviously having a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Um, one of the security guards uh, just bol- he 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 lets him run. 
Yeah, he he lets the security guard go, lets him run, and then shoots him in the back. He makes very he, he makes a lot of light of it. Um, and then Eric was like, "Why'd you do that?" And Claw was like, "We don't want to look. Uh, we we want to look like amateurs here." Yeah. <laughs> and my friend was suspicion. like, "Yeah." And my friend was like, "That's what that dude killed Bill meant." <laughs> I guess it's based on some real factors, like the judging by the distance of the and position of the bodies. Um, and I, yeah, I did want to bring up, like, yes, I felt bad for Killmonger in terms of some of his history, but his opening scenes, he is awful, uh, both just fucking with and poisoning that guy. Oh, but no, then the big thing for me was when he he turned on Claw, and Claw took his, you know, his obvious girlfriend hostage. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Man, and that was... So cold. I mean, he's like, he's going to be here all right. Then she just shoots her to get through to Claw. Like, she was really just a means to an end, along with everybody else in that crew. Yeah, even though they're, they're they have like a sense of camaraderie, they are definitely not good guys. <laughs> like they only extends for so far to the I, point of. I kind of figured Claw was going to be betrayed by him because I felt like from what we were they were hinting at, Claw was beneath him, but he was uh, yeah, he was a means to an end. Uh, essentially, especially because his final thing is to bring Claw's body as a trophy to get himself and, into Wakanda. And Killmonger is definitely a giant piece of shit. Uh, but he oh, we had, talked about this, but he's still pitiable because we can understand the motivation because it's something that exists in real life. It's not just that; it's that he had the right of the movie. Like he had, he had the he had the means to actually become king. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Chicago's father basically fucking lied. <laughs> and, oh yeah, hid the death of of his brother. And he ha- and he basically had the rights to uh, to royalty. Like he should have been welcomed within Wakanda with the truth. And now he he's basically doing his job, which is to usurp another government and claim his right. Yeah. And, and as much as I like T'Challa, man, he had to lose, and we all saw it coming. I oh, didn't yeah, want it to like, happen. <laughs> I was like, it would be pretty dull if it's just he beats him, he beats Wakanda, and he skulks away for another like twenty minutes. It's, it was a shame, but it had to happen, and it's it made for some it made for some good storytelling. I have to say, it was, uh, I, I love the movie a lot. Where'd you put uh, where would you put this on your um, Marvel meter? Uh, I would say somewhere in like the upper middle. Um, and a lot of those movies, it's I really enjoy them overall, but I rank them that way because the best my top ones have at least one or several like super standout like that got me my blood pumping and me just cheering or howling, whatever. And I feel like with the exception of Guardians 2, which I've already praised in the past, that's kind of been the case with uh, the last three or four. I'm going to say this, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Ragnarok have had some fun little moments, but nothing that like puts them in the upper echelon. And that is, that is not slams on any of those movies because I like all of them, but there's just a lot of a lot of movies, Marvel movies now at this point, and... So the ones that really make it the biggest impact stick out to me. And that is also not to downplay what an awesome kind of milestone this is for blockbusters. That's yeah, my favorite definitely. thing about it at this at this point. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, 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 I actually just read it's already about to pass the one billion mark, and not every Marvel movie does that. It's definitely pretty special in that regard. And it's for for a while, like it's it's kind of tough being able to weed through the film industry or basically any industry and say this movie would never work. And that's, that's been the case with 
the movies. I mean, that was the case with Deadpool for crying out loud. Yep. But it's especially true. It's especially true for 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 movies that are are and, that are headed and Wonder Woman PMCs and Wonder Woman. That's for a while, DC said they weren't going to make one, and then look at that. Look at how that's done compared to their other DC movies. Like it's kind of weird. Like the. the there are a lot of gatekeepers within the business who say this would never work. And I'm like, but there's an obvious demand for it. <laughs> I'm guessing most of them are crusty old white men. That's a shame. That's it's, but I'm glad that I'm glad things are starting to turn around because yes. these, are, these are legit great movies. You know, Wonder Woman. I loved a lot. And Black Panther. I, I yep. loved a lot. Yep. And I have not heard too much about misrepresentation. In this movie. I'm sure if we search hard enough, there's some stuff, or maybe you already saw some. I mean, I have. I need to take a closer look at it because I've only seen it once. I, I will like say this. It. I will say this. It had maybe the single worst joke in an MCU movie where uh, Shuri says, "What are those?" Like, I legit went like, "No, you didn't just do that." But then it, it, it kind of helped things a little bit because I think the scene afterward where she films him being hit by the suit and then laughs like a maniac—that was amazing. I don't know, because the theater that I was at cracked the fuck up during that show. Yes, yes, but I'm not everyone. I, well, I maybe, maybe part of it is that I never found that meme funny. My, uh, um, okay, I can see that, because I, I typically don't find, well, I can't say that I don't find a lot of memes funny either, but not every meme uh, gels with me either, so I can see where you're coming from in that I, but And at least it wasn't the fact that I feel like if people who don't know what that meme is, they're not going to be like, they're not going to get it because it's just, oh, she's saying something in a funny way. So it could have been worse, but I just I, – I feel like that's kind of a low bar for any sort of movie to go to for the most part. Um, and it fell out of place considering how smart the rest of it was. That's true, but at the same time, I'm not 100% privy to that meme. Like I know that meme because my friend Var usually comes up and whenever whenever something funny does, happens, he does that. What are those? And, it's, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And he kind of explained it to me, but I only know it with I only know it because he's done it with an earshot. So now that I've gotten used to him doing that and I've done it myself, seeing that happen on screen made me a little giddy. I have to admit, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a, a stream of consciousness. Yeah, thing. I think for me it's just a personal gripe. Um because that's that's just like one of those memes that I just never found like I'm trying to think of. No, we're not going to make this a meme discussion. <laughs> that's not what Black Panther is about. Sure. But um, I will say. But one other thing about this that's interesting. Uh, people have noted it before. Before I saw it, and because the big thing is, this is the last one before Infinity War, which also just got bumped up a week. I don't know if you heard that. I heard about that. Yay! Um, yeah. But saying that, it is interesting how, by the MCU standards, how self-contained it is. Um. You can watch this. You can watch this film and have a relative to no understanding of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, I like, feel like watching Civil War would help because you get to see, you know, the, the Chaka stuff instead of it just some flashbacks. But it still spell, it explains things enough for you to get the gist of uh, the, the gist of all of it. And other than that, like it doesn't matter if you don't know where Claw and Ross are from. They're one's a criminal, one's one's an FBI guy. You don't really know much else. And the rest of the cast, other than T'Challa and his dad, haven't appeared in these movies before. So, it, it I mean, maybe that was a conscious decision because they thought. I wonder if it was because they knew this might attract some demographics who normally don't go to Marvel movies. That's the, I think that's the case because a lot of people at this point. Um, Marvel's been around for a while, so there's always 
Uh, within five to ten years, there's probably like a new gen. There's probably like a new generation of kids that want to come in and watch. You know, watch. The yeah, new- this is the tenth anniversary of the MCU. Uh, Iron Man and Hulk were in two thousand eight. So there you go. I mean, I'm thinking that either they wanted to keep it fresh for new fans, or they don't want to be tied down to the fact where the story has to be connected. They don't, to and they, they don't want to alienate newcomers. I kind of wonder if that was part of Wonder Woman too, uh, because they said in a different see, time period. I can see that. Well, I think it's also it's not just they want to bring in new fans. I also think that the creatives. Uh, they want to make sure that these movies, these characters can stand on their own yeah. without having to without having to rely on older characters to prop them up. And I think that's yeah. important. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, that, that can still work together sometimes because, like, we talked about him in Homecoming. Tony Stark shows up a lot in that, and he's clear he's, like, the mentor. But Tom Holland might be my favorite Peter Parker and Spider-Man at this point, regardless. I actually thought that the, the Iron Man... I actually thought that the um, that the Iron Man role in Spider Man was helpful, um, but to a certain extent because uh, he'll bail out Peter at every um, the, at every point. Then of course he's going to take his suit away because there's more because he's because um, at yeah, some point he's they had to find a reason to not have why wouldn't Tony just come in all the time? Well, get to a point where he thinks he's not doing it anymore. The little it it's it's not. It's it's not terrible. It's not even exactly a bad thing because when you're a kid, you kind of need you kind of need a grown adult to take your toys away from you if you're not <laughs> using them correctly. Um, but in movies like, <clears throat> and I think this will be a better example. Have you seen Split? I have not, but you can spoil it. Uh, and you've probably heard about this. Split is basically an M Night Shyamalan movie that follows along the lines of. It is it is borrowing from other M Night Shyamalan movies. I know the heavily. twist is that it's connected to Unbreakable because that's getting a sequel. There you go. There you go. Like it's a strong movie on its own, but towards the end you find out that it's a that that is it, it is indeed a direct sequel to Unbreakable, and the fact that it does this heightens the movie, but kind of tells you that the movie is kind of did without you knowing. It wouldn't have ended as great without that. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. that's the uh, and I think that's where woman in Black Panther needed to not be so connected to previous films in the right, same franchise. Right. And I mean, obviously, we know. Uh, I mean, maybe there's that's they're going to get that fill in Infinity War anyway because the trailer shows there's going to be like a mass fight scene in Wakanda. I'm excited. So, yep. So I think it goes without saying we both recommend Black Panther and. Uh, if I ever make a movie, I won't put memes in it. But other than that, let's just – I'm going to go Google uh, Killmonger and I'm going to Google Shuri uh, and Serena's going to Google M'Baku and you're going to Google Logoya. It's going to be – and I can't wait for the sequel. You know there's going to be a sequel. How it's, could there not be with this with this uh, reception? Like I had hoped it would get a pretty good reception but it is – uh, I think it might be the best reviewed Marvel movie in some time if we're going by like Rotten Tomatoes percentages, uh, which that warms my heart. And it kind, say. It, yeah, and it kind of – I really wanted to see Justice League. <laughs> I kind of yeah. well, not, wanted to, not wanted to see it, but I really I – really, I, I, I wanted to have hope for I it. still haven't seen it. I hoped it would be better than how it apparently is. I'll still watch it on whatever streaming service yeah, it Yeah, I'm waiting for Redbox. On. Yeah, but I'm still. I mean, at this point, knowing that 
saying that Black Panther basically murdered it easily doesn't make Thor murdered it. It came out like the same time and trounced at the box office. So even a sequel can, yeah. You know, I, I like I like the Black Panther a lot, yep, and yep. it's it's definitely up there for me. Yep, and I'm looking forward to seeing. I think they've confirmed the like the a lot of supporting cast for Infinity War two, and not just uh, Takala. I know Shuri's confirmed, um, which makes me happy. Funny thing, the only because my I've shown my parents some some Marvel movies, and they've seen a few in theaters with me. I'm sure I'll show them this eventually. The one name in this that stood out to actually no, she she knew Michael B. Jordan because she watched. Uh, was it The Wire he was on? He started on TV. He yes, did that. He was, he was in The Wire. Michael he B. did Jordan that was. and Friday Night Lights, which are shows my mom enjoys both of those. And she also, it's a more minor role, but she was like, oh, Angela Bassett, because she was the queen. The queen, yeah. Yep, they got like a more veteran uh, actress for the parents. Actually, interesting thing is, uh, the guy who played T'Chaka, the, the king, I, I looked him up because I was like, I don't recognize him. He's mainly a stage actor, uh, but two Two cool things. One, he's going to voice Rafiki in the Lion King remake. Also, I saw a Reddit page, a Reddit picture where they took the, uh, you know, the that dream landscape with the dead kings and just said the quote, he lives in you. I was like, that's doubly funny knowing the casting. Um, but a cool thing, they they used that guy's son for the opening flashback with him and the uh, brother. That's cool. Very good resemblance, that's actually. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the main that was the main thing. Now we are going to render what we have, and we have another big discussion to talk about for Chris's request, and I'm excited to talk about it next time.